This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. What does Colgate mean by live life to the brightest? Could it be a rich glass of red sipped inside a Parisian cafe on a snowy night when my gaze is met by a tall, mysterious... <coughs> I mean, brushing is directed with Colgate Optic White Pro Series Toothpaste gives you a visibly whiter smile in just three days, so you can live life to the brightest and finish that glass without worrying about teeth stains. Colgate Optic White. Find it at all major retailers. Hey, man. What's up? Hey, we talked about it. Uh, This is the Zhu episode. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Zhu? Yeah. Uh, so have you ever heard of Operation High Jump? This is an alien thing. This is an alien thing because zoom means flying saucer. Are you joking me right now? Is this an alien thing? I mean, it could be. Mm-hmm. It could be an alien. It's, thing. Yeah, it's got a zoom sound <laughs> and operation of the name operation. What High jump. It's hard to get waterboarding in Antarctica too. the water freezes so fast. Right? It's just icicles dropping yeah. people's face. Guys, we forgot to tell Antarctica about the world war. A colony of technologically advanced dwarves. How many times do we got to nuke your chest to give you the breastplate of righteousness? <laughs> Things I learned last night. Operation High Jump. Operation High Jump or Operation Argus. I'm excited about this because here's the thing. We've done Operation Paperclip. We've done Operation Chrome Dome. Uh, now we get to add another operation to our belt, our tool belt of operations episodes. Um, next is Operation by Hasbro. Um, <laughs> that was pretty funny. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> uh, so here's, here's the deal. Uh, uh, operation High Jump. Uh, let's just tell the story. Let's tell the story. We'll bury the lead. We'll tell the story and then we'll get We'll tell. Yeah. All right. So here's the okay. Um, <clears throat> isn't is it in the desert? No, it's the exact opposite of the desert. Is it in the sixties? Nope. Oh, go ahead. Uh, 1946. <laughs> the United States military uh, put together a fresh team. off their World War Two victory. <laughs> yeah, they said, "What are we gonna go do now?" Just riding the yeah. high of winning yeah. World War Two. Yeah, they had a they had an interview with Rolling Stone magazine, and they said, "What's next for you after that major success?" <laughs> I'm going to Disney World or whatever, you know. <laughs> so they they put together this plan. Um, if you didn't know, here we'll, we'll have to we'll roll it back a little bit before this. There was a guy by the name of Richard E. Byrd. Um, you okay. might know him more with his title, Rear Admiral Richard E. Byrd. Um, he's a famous uh, admiral of the United States Navy um, because he had done a few important things. Uh, he was one of the first military. He was involved in one of the first military operations uh, to test a transatlantic flight. That was in before World War Two, between World War One and World War Two. Okay, he flew across the Atlantic Ocean. Everyone was like, "Oh my gosh!" They're like, that was "Whoa, super cool that you did, you did that." Yeah, and he did it again. Everyone's like, "I already did that." Wait, when he Not flew home, <laughs> he flew home and he was like, 
Ah! And they were like, we weren't as impressed with yeah, this part. Yeah, you already proved you could do it. It's not as cool that you just did the same thing again. No, you came back. So then what he did instead is the next, he went to the North Pole and back. And everyone's like, oh my gosh, you went to the North. That was crazy. Yeah. Like, that's crazy that you went up there. And he's like, yeah, I saw yeah, like a saw lot of and was, everything. <laughs> yeah, very snowy. Uh, the elves were there uh, and he came back and everyone's like, whoa, that's so cool. He flew back up again. People were less excited. Yeah, they were like, <laughs> oh, you're going, you're going to do that again. <laughs> yeah, like, oh, see, man, you it's did this basically, last time. He's like, when I got ever been around a six year old <laughs> and like the six year old does something and you're like, that was really cool yeah. and they just do it they like just 50 more times because you thought it was cool. Yeah, and you're like, ah, that's exactly what he's doing and then uh, he was like, well, they I did the, the North Pole twice. What if I did the South Pole? So he flew down to the South Pole and I was like, oh my gosh, that's crazy. <laughs> They did it three more times uh, and I was okay. like, okay, we're getting tired of the South Pole stuff. Like can is yeah. there somewhere else you can fly? Do something different. Go to the East Pole. <laughs> <laughs> and so he set off for the East Pole, right? He's trying to find it. Rumor is he's still flying to this day. Just hey, he's like, if I go east far enough, eventually I'll find it. <laughs> The East Pole. He's still going. <laughs> That's a good point. Why do we have North and South Poles, but not East and West Poles? Obviously, I know there's the magnetism thing or whatever, but like for real, like if we picked a spot that's North Pole and South Pole, how haven't we picked an East Pole and South or West Pole? An East Pole, an East Pole and West Pole. Because we didn't pick the spot where well, the pole is. I mean, we no one I looked at the globe. That. I know there's that, but I feel like we should pick an East and West. <laughs> I think the West would be in Missouri, right? God, Let's call the it East a day. is Israel. Let's call it a day. <laughs> I know that there's the, the magnetism stuff. Okay, you don't have to. It's whatever. Okay, so he he spent a lot of time in Antarctica because he thought it was super cool, right? Um, he, sure. He saw penguins and he couldn't get enough of them. Just kept going back. Um, World War Two starts, um, and you know he kind of got busy with war, uh, <laughs> <laughs> so he stopped going to Antarctica. <laughs> yeah, he's like, dang it, this is really cut into my Antarctica time. <laughs> but before the war, he had filmed this video uh, to. Uh, young people's interest in Antarctica. And so he, with the help of the U.S. Navy, was like, Antarctica is super cool. You should come research Antarctica with us when you grow up. Uh, that was the video, and they just oh, really? shipped it off to schools around the country. Oh, this is real. I thought you yeah. were joking. No, this is 100% real. Okay. Uh, and so there was a bunch of footage of him in he Antarctica. He created a timeshare commercial <laughs> Pretty much. for Antarctica. Yeah. Like, when you graduate high school, come join me in Antarctica. Look at this wonderful resort. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so... They get interrupted by the war. The war happens. It ends, and then he's like, "Hey, remember Antarctica?" And then he goes to all. And people are like, "We totally forgot about that. Yeah, we didn't loot the men of the World War at all." Yeah, <laughs> we guys, we forgot to tell Antarctica about the World War. <laughs> you think they'll be mad? That's why the official title <laughs> of World War Two is World Minus Antarctica War Two. <laughs> they forgot to loop them in. Whose side were they would have been on? We forgot to call. You know, and that's what they—that's why they didn't do it either. They knew the penguins would choose Hitler. (laughs) So so after the war, Bird uh, gets approved to do this major. What a cool name! 
Bird? Richard Bird. Rich Bird. He could go by Rich Bird or he can go by Ricky Bird, which is yeah. way cooler. Mm, and it definitely sounds cool. like he's got a great rock album in the Ricky 80s. Bird. Ricky Bird. So Ricky Bird, uh, he goes to the Navy and he's like, hey, remember Antarctica? And they're like, oh, yeah, you did so much cool stuff going there. The first time was really cool. The other times were like, no, whatever. but <laughs> we, it'd be cool if you did that again. Uh, Would it though? Every other time you've done something twice or Not more great. than twice, it's been awesome. Uh, so why don't you do that? And so they said, "Oh, we're, we've got that video. I wonder if any of the youths that saw it before the war would be interested in joining you." They were the he youths. Took, he took forty-seven hundred people to Antarctica. Whoa! <laughs> what? So on one trip? Yeah. So he. So on one trip? Yeah. So this was called Operation High Jump. This was called Operation High Jump. On was, one trip, yes, forty-seven hundred yes. people. So this was this was a a. Uh, uh, there was a few things happening on this, but the largest portion of this was a research mission to Antarctica to study. Yeah, the cult. to see how many come back. <laughs> what like forty seven hundred? Like, there was know. a few things they were doing. They were studying the environment. They were studying how do you how how they could build a base. How there. do you coordinate travel for forty seven hundred people? <clears throat> well, you lock on the Trivago, <laughs> the town of that's that's the that's that's bigger than the town I grew up in. Yeah, that's pretty fair. Um, it's it's a lot of yeah. This is a lot of people. Uh, so this isn't an alien thing. Well, yet I should give you time. <laughs> okay, so forty seven hundred people. Yeah, so forty seven hundred people. Um, it, it was a research thing. They were studying one the environment and learning more just about Antarctica in general. Yeah, like general science stuff. But also they were studying what would it look like if we built a base in Antarctica? Could we pull that off? What would could we do that? Huh? And then they were like, also, uh, they're like, also, uh, <clears throat> we want to study uh, if we were in a war with Russia and they attacked us through the Arctic. How would our soldiers do in Arctic conditions? So they did like training missions for okay. having to go up through the Arctic and engaging the sure. Russians through the Arctic. And then there was also some other side that was questionable. Uh, <laughs> that was. <laughs> we'll get to that, uh, but yeah, this was a huge mission. They brought so for this research mission, what was labeled publicly as a research mission. They brought forty seven hundred people. I don't like that. They brought forty seven hundred people. Um, a civilians. Uh, no, well, they were soldiers and researchers. Soldiers okay. and researchers. Um, they brought USS Destroyer Henderson, USS Tanker Cacapon. Uh, 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 USS Tanker Canistillo, USS Destroyer Brownston. Um, uh, we'll just say two submarines, three supply ships, two icebreakers, an aircraft carrier, and a few dozen airplanes. And a partridge uh, in the pear tree. <laughs> <laughs> so this is a navy like they took a fleet. This is a full navy fleet coming yeah. down to Antarctica for this research mission. Um, and so it's an eight-month mission. Uh, they end up calling it four weeks into it. And, oh gosh! Uh, they come back and how their, many people came back? Uh, forty forty six hundred ninety nine. One person died. Um, oh really? Yeah, it was cold. Uh, he got a cold. <laughs> he got a very severe cold. No, he like got frostbitten or something like that. That's the that's what they say. Um, <clears throat> what do they say? <laughs> uh, on the way back, uh, a reporter hitched a ride on the aircraft carrier. <laughs> Well, I don't know. He was down there. <laughs> yeah, he was just in the he was like, Oh, thank God you're here. <laughs> he I've by. been stranded in Antarctica for several years. <laughs> he rolled by on his boat, rolled the window down. It was like, 
<laughs> I'm a reporter. It's the New York Times. <laughs> it's TMZ. <laughs> Hey, Ricky Bird, remember me? We flew down together and you left me here last time. It's been three years. I missed the whole war. Well, you don't know that yet. Has anything happened? Yeah, what's happened? We forgot to tell you guys in the Antarctic, but there was a world war. No, no, no. There's not you guys. There's no one else in the Antarctic. It's you just him. I forgot to tell, tell you guys. Guy. So a reporter is yeah. somehow with the group. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. And he he jumps on on board the ship. <laughs> Wait, did he really roll up on a different boat? Yeah, I don't know how he got there. Somehow he ended up on the ship. Maybe he flew because it's an aircraft. He didn't carrier. leave with them. Is what no, the no, point no, is. no, 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 no. Okay, somewhere along the journey, he joined them. Somehow he ended up on the ship. So now they're back to forty-seven hundred people. Yeah, and so this is uh, Admiral Byrd's fourth trip to Antarctica, right? Um, and he said that. Uh, <clears throat> there's a quote that came from him in this interview with this reporter on board the ship on his return mm-hmm. to the States um, and in this report he said um, uh, he says I'm not trying to scare anyone, but the United States military needs to prepare itself for the cruel reality that in case of a new war we need to be prepared to be attacked by planes flying over both of the poles. Um, <clears throat> what he meant by that has been extrapolated upon quite a bit. Okay. Um, some people say that he was saying this is just uh, forces that are becoming capable of taking a trip over one of the poles to get to a destination because at that point they never did that. It was too long of a trip. Right. So they right, would right. arc around somewhere or take a stop somewhere along the way. Sure. <clears throat> Other people think that what he was saying was that there are enemies that have the capability now to travel over both poles in a single trip like <clears throat> go all the way around the world. Yeah, circumnavigate. Yeah, the there's world. people who've been able to do that for a long time. Just yeah, in really? like hot air balloons. <laughs> <laughs> he saw launcher Larry to well, no, I'm talking about like the <laughs> I was I was making an around the world in 80 days reference. Oh, there you go. <laughs> you know, but as if they did it in one continuous trip <laughs> all, all the way, way around yeah. the world. That's what I thought when I first yeah. heard that title. Yeah, so <coughs> and there is a legend that after this he was institutionalized. Um, oh, I haven't found anything to back that up. Okay, um, that he came back and was like they can attack <coughs> us from all over there. Yeah, yeah, so uh, and then yeah, the legend says he was institutionalized after that. I haven't been able to substantiate to that, that okay. claim. I don't know. He might have been, um, but I do know he stopped talking about that after that report that reports the only place he mentioned anything like that and, and they were like stop saying hey, stuff like that never say that again. Yeah, they were like whatever you just said there. Don't say that mm-hmm. and he was like which thing I said they were like things. they were like can you edit that out and he's like who are you <laughs> pointing to who are you, what are you talking about? Hey, thanks for checking out this episode. Uh, if you like our show, make sure to leave a podcast review in whatever platform you use or if you're on YouTube drop a comment. Uh, if you want to listen to another episode, my favorite right now is Jose Canseco. Uh, it's this guy in the MLB who really brought steroids mainstream for the sport and did a lot of other just absolutely insane stuff. 
and there might be a little bit of aliens in it. So check that episode out. It's one of my favorites, but thanks for being here. This episode is brought to you by Miracle Made. Hey, summer's here, and what that means is it's starting to get warmer at night. And if you're anything like me, that means you're waking up all night long covered in a whole lot of sweat. We're all friends here. We can be honest with each other. And if that's you, I recommend you check out Miracle Made. Miracle Made is crazy because their sheets are inspired by NASA. They have this silver infused fabric and it regulates temperature, which means if it's too hot at night, it helps keep you cool. And if it's too cold at night, it helps keep you warm. And it does this all night long. It's really, really cool. And the wild thing is they are luxuriously comfortable and they don't have the high price tag of a lot of other luxury brands out there. So you can feel a lot nicer in these than you would with sheets that you'd find at a lot of five-star hotels. It's crazy. Go to trymiracle.com slash Tillin to try Miracle Made sheets today. And whether you're buying them for yourself or as a gift for a friend or a loved one, if you order right now, you can save over 40%. And if you use our promo code Tillin, that's T-I-L-L-N at checkout, you'll get three free towels and you'll save an extra 20%. Miracle is so confident in their product that it's backed by a 30-day money-back guarantee, which means if you're not 100% satisfied, you'll get a full refund. Upgrade your sleep with Miracle Made. Go to trymiracle.com slash Tillin and use the code Tillin to claim your free three-piece towel set and save over 40% off. Again, that's trymiracle.com slash Tillin to treat yourself. Thanks again to Miracle Made for sponsoring this episode. This episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. Uh, One of the things that I have a problem with is I am a bottler. That means when I feel something, any emotion, um, typically negative ones, I will bottle it up and pretend it doesn't exist. Uh, It's a a thing I've struggled with for a long time, uh, and I think a lot of us can sympathize with this. We, We deal with stressors in our lives, whether they're big or they're small things, we bottle them up, Uh, And then that can start to affect us negatively. It can weigh us down. But therapy is a safe place we can go to get those sorts of things off of our chest and to figure out what the things are that are actually weighing you down. Because sometimes you bottle that stuff up and you didn't realize you bottled it up. Uh, That's been something that's been super helpful for me with my relationship with my therapist. He walks me through these things and uh, unscrews the bottle caps and lets lets things explode all over the place uh, in a safe environment uh, where that's kind of the understanding of what's happening. Uh, if you're thinking of getting giving therapy a try, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online. It's designed to be convenient. It's flexible and it's suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire and get matched with a licensed therapist or switch therapist at any time for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash Tillin today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash Tillin, T-I-L-L-N. Thanks again to BetterHelp for sponsoring this episode. Uh, here's, here's where this story goes from. Um, an interesting little mission to Antarctica. Mm-hmm. To very interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, it's operation- While they were down there, they had these guys in spacesuits, right? <laughs> and they're jumping around Antarctica, and they've got a flag that holds real still. Right, they got it all on video, and they were like, 20 years later, we're going to release this and say we went to the moon." <laughs> Pretty close. Uh, so, <laughs> uh, did you see the energy just drain from me when they were like, "Well, pretty close." <laughs> I, you should know by now that if I say "pretty close" to you, you know we're really near. <laughs> uh, so, uh, about 10 years later, 
1958, the United States military uh, launched what was known as Operation Argus. Okay. Um, and uh, in publicly declassified documents, this operation was an operation uh, to detonate nuclear bombs at a high altitude in order to create an artificial radiation belt around the earth, the whole earth. And that radiation belt, in theory, would cause enough radiation to an intercontinental continental ballistic missile that if it flew through that belt, it would get disabled while it was in that belt and could not continue its fight and would then crash land. Uh, so, okay. <clears throat> so, <clears throat> Ricky Bird theorizes yeah. that someone could launch a missile over either of the poles. They could, they could he launch said fly a, missile. a plane. Oh, he said fly a plane okay. or he said fly. Uh, I think he just said fly. Not even fly okay. plane. He said they could fly over the poles, so they could, you know, attack us long range. Mm-hmm. And then they're like, "Well, what if we made like a little microwave belt?" Mm-hmm. And it, they just then they can't fly after that. Yeah, yeah. So basically, they're trying. What if you know how like we've got like this bug spray that like there's a little bug up there and I can spray that bug? Can we like put like like a, like a radiation bomb spray? This just sounds like something that <laughs> would be like completely. Essentially, what they're trying to do is create a force field around the globe. Yeah, on the side of America where all their enemies. Everyone are. else can just, <clears throat> yeah, get nuked. Nuked. Yeah, but we have a, a force field, is what they were trying to do, uh, which sounds like a crazy idea because it was um, right. And so what they did, and that's what I mean, is that people higher up in the government are just like, "Hey, military," like they're spouting off stupid ideas, like they're just like. <laughs> Could you like make like a like a force field that like when the bomb flies through it gets, gets stuck in the air and then someone in the military has to legitimately spend a month of their degree earned life <laughs> trying to figure out trying if to figure possible. out if it's possible. Yeah, and then they were like, well, I guess it could maybe be or possible. like the government like, like sweet spend a billion dollars testing it. Yeah, for real. <laughs> And there's like put a bunch of money toward it. Like I don't know, yeah. maybe uh, is there any way to like put I don't know bleach in your veins or something like whatever. <laughs> I mean, they say stuff and they go, Does, would that work? Yeah. So and then the government's got to be like, uh, I guess we could try. So what happens in 1958 is they've been theorizing this for a while, and then in 1958, in about a week long period, uh, the U.S. military drops three nukes in Antarctica, uh, and then all of a sudden, oh. on that last nuke, they. Got rid of all the evidence. Burned all the documents, all the tapes, all the evidence of what they did, and well, you know why? Declassified the radiation belt story, which is fishy. Well, I'm so, oh, I was gonna say I was gonna theorize the reason they did is because they launched four nukes, <laughs> right? Three of them landed, and the first one got caught in the belt. Like mission accomplished. It worked. Yeah, <laughs> a radiation belt. It worked. Yeah, they're like they're like I'm calling this the belt of truth. <laughs> <laughs> now, if you guys can get started on the breastplate of righteousness, how many times do we got to nuke your chest to give you the breastplate of righteousness? <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> what is with you? Why did you send me a picture of God's armor this morning? Why did you do that? You sent me a picture of God's armor. Someone tweeted that, and I it thought it was said, really. Funny. It said, "This is my phone background." <laughs> I saw someone tweet it, and I was like, "That's a really funny picture." <laughs> <laughs> 
Of the armor? Okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, so anyways, so that happened, right? Yeah. Um, well, uh, some questions have arised about these two operations and their connection. Sure. You know, since then, uh, nothing's happened in Antarctica, pretty much at all. And there's been a pact to never nuke anybody ever, ever again. And we're like, hey, we're not doing that. Anybody, everyone, ever, not. yeah. Uh, and then there was this split. Up everyone, every country is like, you're the only country that's done it. And they're like, but we're not <laughs> but doing we're not it. No doing one's going to do no it anymore. No one's doing it anymore. No one's doing it. It's not yeah. cool anymore. Yeah, we're not. Yeah, no one. Anyways, so no one's doing that anymore. That's so <laughs> it's so 1944. <laughs> wow. Dude, no one's doing that anymore. <laughs> You're the only ones that did it. So they split up Antarctica and Antarctica went to a bunch of countries and they all real? got little pieces of the pie. Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah, they did. So there's if you look at Antarctica, maybe I'll grab a picture for you. They, I didn't know Antarctica was was claimed. Yeah, so they split up their research borders. So everybody in Antarctica got a little piece of the pie and they are legitimate pieces of the pie. Every country kind of got a piece of the pie. Um, you got Australia, very New equal Zealand, slices too. Norway, United Kingdom, France down there in the corner. What did you just say? <laughs> France. If you look at the font, that F looks like a P. It's France. Okay. Argentina. Wait, are we sharing? <clears throat> yeah, there's, so there's some portions where there's there's a split. It's not an equal like you got little portions of it, and then there's an unclaimed. They call it West Antarctica, um, and that's legit. Did the United States not get any? No, yeah, the, they were like, you guys nuked it. <laughs> like, that's not cool. You don't get any. Not really? For you. I think they do research in the unclaimed land, and then they uh, go do research. Argentina in some doesn't the, get any to itself. <laughs> Argentina is straight like, up. yeah, but we want some and they're like, well, you can come to our area. Yeah, and like, but it's mine and like no, not really <laughs> Argentina's is just inside the United Kingdom's <laughs> territory of it. How odd there okay. might be a reason for that. <clears throat> sure, you'll find out. Uh, so anyway, so they split it up and into these research regions and as far as we know all that happens there now is research. They've demilitarized um, uh, Antarctica because in the past it had been a militarized uh, area. Base. Yeah, so everybody had like military bases there, including Germany, uh, which if you know anything about World War Two, they're the big they're the bad guy. They're the ones they're that the everyone's like, yeah, we don't want them doing anything. And so because they did something there, no one can anymore. Um, that's how that goes. They ruined it for everyone uh, <laughs> as the Nazis do <laughs> so Here's where things get interesting. Um, there is a theory, um, and I should by theory I should say there is. Um, there's a fact, a hard true a hard story. Fact. There's a uh, a Soviet document that was released that was declassified okay. in the 80s um, from a uh, veteran who was present on Operation High Drum, High High Jump, High Drump, High High Drunk. <laughs> Okay. Uh, he was present on, on that mission. He got captured by the Soviets and interrogated. In Antarctica? <laughs> I don't know. I don't oh, know. Oh, just at some point. Okay. Probably in Ohio. I thought he was uh, like, he was out there in Antarctica looking around, sees a shadow of a figure, and he's like, I can't tell if this is a penguin or one of my buddies. Or a Soviet. And then, and then a Soviet comes <laughs> up and is like, You come with me. <laughs> it's a Soviet Russia. <laughs> <laughs> it's a Soviet. <laughs> 
That's their little space, their little snowmobile thing. There's no, they got windows. Yeah, <laughs> he's got roll up windows on a snowmobile. <laughs> it's the Soviets. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so uh, he was getting interrogated, and in, in the interrogation, uh, they asked him all these different questions about everything he experienced. It's hard to get waterboarded in Antarctica too. <laughs> the water freezes so fast. <laughs> it's just icicles dropping yeah. people's face. Yeah. <laughs> It, it like doesn't actually. It just is a nuisance. It's just yeah. very annoying. It's like, <laughs> it's like someone pouring crushed ice on your face. Yeah, it's like if you ever looked up when it's raining and you're just like, uh, 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 stop. Uh. Yeah, it's that. So he's getting interrogated, and it comes up Operation High Jump, and they're like, "What did you do there?" He says, "Well, we did some research. We did some military stuff, um, but then there was the battle, mm-hmm. and the Soviets were like, tell us about the battle.'" And he said that <coughs> allegedly in this battle, uh, they encountered somebody uh, in their research. And in the a battle, journalist. there was um, uh, uh, flying machines that run like anything he had ever seen. Um, and they engaged these, but they were a little, they were obviously much more technically advanced and they retreated and they, they left. They left the whole this is in Antarctica in Antarctica, the middle of operation high jump. This is why they left right um, is what he's saying. So they got engaged in with these um, uh, unidentified flying objects. Yeah, I think yeah, I think he does call them saucer like objects. Okay, right um, and then that's the reason they left and then that's the reason why a few years later the US nuked it. Is the theory because oh. they said whatever's there needs to not be there anymore, and that the theory also goes that that's what. He, uh, well, they waited twelve years to nuke them. They're like, yeah, we're gonna let them kind of hang out down there. <laughs> they gave them a couple. You're warnings. telling me there's aliens they down said, there? Oh man! They said and you don't know who you're messing. And that's with. government red tape, is what that is. You know, they were like, we should do something about that. They get started on it immediately, right? Takes them twelve years, and then like then they were like, all right, we're uh, ready. To, it's time to nuke them. Hey, we're ready to do something about those aliens in Antarctica. So I was like, what are you talking about? <laughs> oh shoot. That was the last president. <laughs> you know, that was the other one. <laughs> uh, <laughs> okay, so it's a crazy idea. So but, it's but aliens. The, the idea was that rear admiral was talking about that when he said that they can fly over both poles. Is he saying that this is a oh, those flying that's fast things. enough to fly over both poles? And so we need to be prepared for that. And that's why he was institutionalized, allegedly. Uh, <clears throat> so there's a few theories about what happened here. You want to talk about it? <laughs> yeah, you're gonna do that head thing the whole time. Yes, yeah, so there's just, a few theories. There's a few theories <laughs> about what's going on here. Uh, <laughs> so theory number one. Theory number one. Uh, obviously, aliens. Obviously, um, we don't have to spend a lot of time on that because you uh, get it. Yeah, you understand. <laughs> There, they encountered some alien. You know what an alien is? Flying saucers. You got it. Yeah, they encountered they encountered them, uh, and they got in a little firefight. Apparently, the aliens had a base in Antarctica or something like that. I don't know. I don't know what the idea is. Yeah, uh, you know, you get it. Yeah, we don't have to spend a lot of time on again. That. And I say this about aliens before too. If that's just where they landed, yeah, you know, they'd be like, man, there's nothing on this planet. What? They would land there and say, man, there's nothing on this planet. That's what I'm Let's saying. Start researching, and they would go. Ah, all right. Yeah. Um. So, uh, theory number two. Uh, this is one that's pretty interesting, uh, in my opinion. 
<laughs> you're going to hate this. Uh, it's the hollow earth theory. Uh, I don't know if you've heard of this. No, um, but the theory basically goes um, that uh, the earth is hollow uh, yeah. and the access point is in Antarctica. Uh, so here, it, here's a picture of this is a satellite image of what Antarctica really looks like. Uh, so there's just a giant hole in both the poles, North and South Poles. There's a giant hole that leads into the Earth, and that's where the dwarves live. <laughs> and they've got better technology than us. This, Let is, me a tell real, you. this is a real theory. Yeah, some people believe this. Yeah, people think that another. the Earth is full of dwarves. Yeah. So the idea is that inside the Earth, there's about a 1,500 mile core like of dirt. Why are we doing and when you go through the holes, there's a whole nother earth and it's just like our earth. There is there's a sky and there's clouds and there's sun (laughs) stuff, but inside there it's a different earth, but they're much more technological. They know about us and they're depending on whose theory you listen to. They're either dwarves or they're giants either or um, and they've got really good technology and so they found the theory is that uh, these people in Antarctica on this mission found the hole. Uh, and then their military from that in inner earth society was like, you can't come down here. You're but not wouldn't ready. they be down the South Pole? Yeah, so there's an opening there too. <coughs> there's an opening on both ends. And so they. So you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> you're saying inside Earth's butt. <laughs> it's a, a colony of technologically advanced dwarves. <laughs> that or giants <laughs> that they're either really short or really tall. We're not sure that emerge <laughs> to fight sometimes. Yeah, well, they're protecting it because oh, here's the deal. Oh, this is the Garden of Eden, so those are the angels protecting these. That's, that's what I thought. Now, if pull up your chart of uh, pull up your chart, you're, they believe that this is Garden of Eden. Eden in that something. Because I was literally about to say, like, is this Pangea oh, earlier? Ah, oh, interesting. And so that was that was a theory I had. Yeah, and so now everyone's got a little piece of the entrance. <laughs> okay. <laughs> go back to the except for Prance. Prance, if you notice, up. their piece of the pie doesn't go all the way. In. Germany's not allowed. Yeah, Germany. go back to why. Why would what we found out later explain why Argentina isn't allowed to own? Oh, their we're own not part? on that theory yet. Oh, I thought you were like, yeah, the Argentinians, the Argentinians. <laughs> I think that's right. Argentine people. <laughs> Third, the inner Earth people. The inner Earth people are Argentinians. <laughs> Hey, thank you again for listening to this episode. Making sure that you don't miss one in the future, go ahead and subscribe to this podcast, whether that be on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube. You'll get an alert when we drop a new episode. And if you want more, if you want something a week early, you want to be part of our Discord, more access to us as creators, uh, you can support this show on Patreon. It helps us go a long way. Nothing that we're doing is possible without our Patreon supporters. If you want more information about that, please text Tillin to 66866. Thank you so much for being here. 
it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Go back to your hollow earth graphic here. (laughs) This is so stupid. Uh, So some people, the proof that people have for this is because it's nothing. It's absolutely nothing. <laughs> no, they do. And the proof that people have for this, I think it was in the eighties. Uh, there was a, uh, I can't remember what country it was. I want to say Russian, but I'm not positive. A Russian trip to the moon, uh, and they messed up and they accidentally hit the moon pretty hard with their rocket. Um, and when they hit the moon, uh, the description or the quote is, "It rang like a bell for years." I just rang uh, like they like they hit it and it was hollow. Um, there's a scientific explanation for it that I don't remember, but long story short, something about the, the this is a real story though. Yeah, it really happened. It really happened that the moon there's, rang. Yeah, it rang like a bell. Something about the seismic activity and the gravity on there is different than ours. So the contact with that made the reverberation through the whole of the moon last way longer as it passed through the whole planet or I guess moon. Um, and it rang or it's hollow. Yeah, but that theory is it's, it's that's proof that it's hollow, which if the moon's hollow, then so's the earth and then if there is hollow, there must be super advanced. There might be people who live inside of it inside there. Yeah, it explains a lot. <laughs> so you get it. Yeah, there's this theory and that's why the government nuked it because they were like, hey, if we nuke you, then you're ours now. Um, <laughs> you're ours. <laughs> I don't know. They declared war on them. I'm not sure. Okay. Um, yeah. What I like about this is they have continent. They have a whole map down there. Like they've thought through. Sure. They've just which way up. is it laying? Is what I'm thinking. Well, it's a globe inside there. Well, so, I understand, but like. So here's the idea. So here's the idea. So if is that you, all water that is in the inside there that we're seeing? Yeah. Yeah. So here's what you need to picture. All right. You got a beach volleyball. You cut a hole in the bottom of the beach volleyball. And on the inside of the beach volleyball, along the inside wall is the oceans and the land. They're gravitized towards the wall. In the middle, you still have the core of the earth. That's the sun for those people. And I guess at night, it just turns around and turns into the moon. I don't know. I don't understand. It just turns around and it turns around. It's like now it's night. Um, I don't know that what that idea is. But essentially, you're now in an inverted earth scenario where the sky is going in towards the core. And the Earth is going out towards got it. The Earth got it. Um, yeah. So I, I, this is pretty unlikely. If you ask me. <laughs> I was not expecting the helpless eyes as you look up and you go. Pretty unlikely if you ask me. All right, but there's another theory that involves Argentina. Yeah, so here's the other theory, and honestly, I think this is the the real one. Okay. Uh, so, you remember Operation Paperclip? Yeah. Where 
after the war, if you haven't listened to that episode, you should go back and listen to it. It's actually very interesting. But after the war, um, a bunch of different countries stole Nazi scientists. Yeah, they, they were said, like, "Hey, you were making actual like good science, like science, like progress. Mm-hmm. We'll ignore the fact that you did really horrific things mm-hmm. if you come do that for us." Yep. And so they, <clears throat> and so Operation Paperclip was the U.S. version where they just kind of hid the Nazis and said, "Yeah, we're." You're you're ours. a scientist. You're a scientist. You've been a scientist the whole time. Yeah, and you've never done anything sketchy. Yeah, and that's where we actually got to space. Was that's how we got to the moon. <coughs> was a Nazi scientist pioneered our space our rocketry stuff. Yeah. capabilities. Um, that and that cultist actually. Yeah, that's um, right. From another what was that guy's name? Alistair Crowley. Al- no, no. The Jack Parsons. One. Yeah, Jack Parsons. Thank you. So, anyways, so they. <coughs> here's the thing about the Nazis, though, um, and we have record of. Their plans. There was this thing that the Nazis were trying to do called the the Wonder Weapon, um, which was basically like the weapon to end all weapons. Right, um, and that is a large reason why we began working on the atom bomb because we that was the closest thing we could come up with to what we thought that they were working on. But they were working in a lot of different areas. So they were working in like missiles and stuff like that, and bombs. They were working with guns, like mm-hmm. weird guns. They're also working with weird um, bell and um, saucer shaped planes or aircraft. Um, so we have the plans for these. I think we also talked about this in Operation Paperclip, though. We might have. Yeah. We might have. So we have the plans for some of these, and I don't think that this is the original plans. I'm having a hard time finding the original plans, but we don't know if these have ever been built. But we did recover after the war the plans that at least the Nazis were trying to figure out how to create things like this. Um, here's another artist rendering of the bell-shaped craft that they were working on, um, <clears throat> which okay. kind of just looks like the furnace from Home Alone. Um, yeah, but like Nazis. Yeah. So this is a bell-shaped one, and then the other one is a bunch of what you yeah, would think of when saucers. you think of yeah, flying saucer saucer. When you think of a spacecraft, UFOs. Yeah. So here's what's interesting about this. Um, <clears throat> there is a theory. Well, we uh, there's a theory they built some. Yeah, and they then they were testing them in, in Antarctica. Yeah. So here's what here's here's a couple things we know about the Nazis. Okay. Um, they were obsessed with Antarctica before our modern renditions of the uh, the borders of Antarctica. They look like this, and you'll notice Nazi Germany had a pretty large uh, territory. Uh, in the northern end of uh, uh, Antarctica, um, okay. and they did a lot of research and activities and training and things like that. Sure, um, because they were just very interested in Antarctica. We also know that in 2017, a uh, a Nazi base was discovered, not in Antarctica, but in the Arctic, on an island in the North Pole, uh, okay. Arctic Circle, uh, that they had dug. Underground on this island, it's called um, <coughs> Alexandra Land, um, which is an island in the North Pole, okay. where they had built an underground Nazi fortress uh, in in the North Pole uh, that was discovered by the Soviets in 2017, uh, and it was okay. obviously vacant at this point. <laughs> <laughs> okay, there was some there, there was, was no some Nazi, Nazi holdouts. <laughs> they were still fighting. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and so the theory goes uh, that the Nazis, some of the Nazis uh, that fled in World War II, 
um, fled to fled to Antarctica because they had a base there. And they obviously operated a lot there. Um, we know that they have an Arctic Circle base, and okay. so it's possible that they did build another underground base in Antarctica that we have yet to discover. That well, we nuked it. <laughs> yeah, so that's so the theory. So that's couldn't. the theory was that while Operation High Jump was underway, we were in Antarctica doing our thing and we stumbled upon that Nazi base where they were working on their flying flying things. saucers to be able to kind of regroup and start their next attempt at the war uh, and the U.S. stumbled upon it. Everybody like nuke them. Everybody came out and then they came back and nuked them. They're like we gotta get rid of them. Um, the way Argentina comes into this is Argentina is one of the largest countries that house Nazis after the war and they've oh. got that little slice yeah. where they kind of share it with everybody because they were just like we want to be a part of this. We want Antarctica. Yeah, yeah, um, because and everyone's like well you can't have your own spot. <laughs> They're like we're still a little confused about you because yeah, you're speaking German. <laughs> Yeah, and we don't speak that. So and if you could speak English, <laughs> you also when you started this conversation, you said it's a Nazi Germany, uh, <laughs> and we're confused because you're Argentina. Uh, <laughs> it's Nazi Germany. I mean, it's. <laughs> I don't know Argen- how we could be more clear right now. <laughs> we're also a little confused because you're giants, <laughs> but you're also really short at the same time. You're small giants. <laughs> you're you look like giants, but you're little. It's very strange. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Uh, so the theory is, we stumbled upon this Nazi base where they were testing, and we these, bombed it. Yeah, and yeah. we bombed we bombed it three times, and we for good measure the evidence. Um, okay, I don't know. Maybe there's three access points. Maybe there was, um, but uh, we can't just take a trip to Antarctica. So there's no way we can know for sure. Um, yeah, we're not allowed. The U.S. doesn't. Why doesn't the U.S. have any territory down there? I don't know. Probably, probably because we nuked it. Oh, okay. everyone was probably like, no. You can't have some. Like, hey, no, no, that was rude. Like, okay. Um, I think they're just they they share it with the UK or something to go down there or prance. I don't know. Um, <laughs> uh, there's one more theory. We don't have to spend a long time on this, but it's a similar concept where where this giant hole in Antarctica is. Uh, there is a uh, lush green forest. Where it's not frozen like the rest of Antarctica. Um, the this climate, is the theory. Yeah, this isn't um, real. You can't <laughs> prove it's not. <laughs> and they discovered that. And when they got there, whoever lived there, yeah. probably the Atlanteans, yeah, said you can't come here. And they said okay. And then the U.S. government found out and they nuked it. Um, yeah. So I think what would probably happen, honestly, I, I, I bet, I bet they found some Nazis down there. That seems like it could make sense. Yeah, it seems like the if if Operation Hydra and Operation Argus are connected, most likely it's because they found a Nazi base uh, that sure. some leftover Nazis went to and were trying to work on their little UFO. But also, project. you got to think is that you know we're entering into the Cold War era mm-hmm. for Operation. What is it called? High High, High Jump. No, the other one. Ar- Argus. Argus. Yeah. So. They could have just been there trying is, to. There is credence to. They the could have just been like idea. nobody lives in Antarctica. Let's yeah. drop some nukes. Like that's not yeah. Gonna, we could test some stuff there. Yeah, but we were still testing stuff in Nevada at the time, like crazy. Yeah, but like they're like <clears throat> let's test things where we could destroy an entire continent. Maybe, maybe they were testing bigger you know? stuff and they declassified. That's possible. 
Um, That's what I would think is that even yeah. if you dropped it in Nevada, if it's going to be yeah. it's going to shake America yeah. to where we would feel it in Missouri, you probably don't want to drop that. Yeah, that's yeah, that's pretty fair. Um, but yeah, so this this same time period where uh, the military base in Antarctica from the Nazis would have existed. Sure was a time when um, there was a giant amount uh, a large amount. I should say of uh, UFO sightings in Argentina, um, which what so at the same time of operation high in, jump in the post war era, there was an increased amount of UFO sightings in Ar- Argentina saucers. Um, yeah, and so if the Nazis did go there and they were testing their craft in Argentina uh, and they also went to Antarctica, they could have been testing the craft and they could have seen as and that seems sketchy. So I, it was probably Nazis, um, <laughs> but man, man, do I hope it's the little man. Earth, do I hope it's the, it's the middle earth dwarves Oh, middle earth. That makes so much sense. <laughs> It all happened yeah. in there. I almost caught one once because he looked up at the sun and was like, "Oh yeah, the core is out today." And I was like, "What did you just say?" What did you just say? He said, oh, the, the sun. sun. You call it sun, the right? Sun. You guys is call out. it the sun. <laughs> you guys didn't tell us about World War II, and we're still bitter. <laughs> <laughs> this is such a stupid idea. <laughs> this is such a stupid, yeah. stupid idea. Here's what's really wild about this. Yeah. Um. Every night. So it's like a cultural thing. I think this country here is called Advatabar. Uh, you can see that's why there. this is stupid. Advatabar. Uh, every night, Advatabar is a cultural phenomenon. The whole, the whole inner globe uh, nation of Advatabar. When the sun goes down, uh, they it all doesn't. gather together. When the core flips, <laughs> the core flips to the moon side. Gather together in their various town squares, um, and they're they're criers. Mm. Um, they have a they have a tune that they they sing. A tune, uh, yeah, and they sing. They, they all lift up their sing. voices and they sing, and the whole the whole inner globe sings this. These dwarven giants, um, and it it echoes and reverberates across the inner globe. So if you're standing at one of the portholes of the planet, uh, all you hear. This is the longest <laughs> fiddle off I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> it's I'm a like, fiddle off. I'm like sitting here trying. To, I'm just like get. Things I Learned Last Night is a production of Space Tim Media, produced by Christian Taylor, audio by Alex Garnett, video by Connor Betts, our graphics and our logo by Caleb Goldberg, and our social media is run by Caleb Walker. Our hosts are Jaron Myers and Tim Stone. Follow us on your favorite social media platform at Tillin Podcast. That's T-I-L-L-N Podcast. Remember to tell all your friends about us, and we'll see you next Tuesday for another episode of Things I Learned Last Night.